Hello and welcome to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. Our podcast series features interviews and discussions on all issues relating to quality early learning and care with a range of speakers who are leaders in the areas that matter to Early Childhood Ireland members. I'm Maura Corbett and I work with Early Childhood Ireland and you're most welcome to this episode called Mind Yourself. In this podcast, we'll talk about how important it is that in stressful times in our workplaces, we take steps to support educators to manage that stress in an appropriate way. I'm delighted to be joined by my colleague from Early Childhood Ireland, Gillian Moore. Gillian is responsible for providing a specialist HR service to our members and supporting line management with the HR needs of employees within their setting. She has a keen interest in employee development and management. So Gillian, you're really welcome to this episode. Thank you so much, Maura. Thank you for having me. So, Gillian, how do you define stress? Stress is one of those kind of strange things. I suppose it means different things to, to different people, but it's it's really a response or a reaction uh, to external events or external environment um, that impact on an individual's ability to cope. So I suppose how I would define it is sort of like um, it's an imbalance between the demands that are placed upon you and your ability to cope. So in certain situations, that balance is perfectly, you know, there's the demands and your ability to cope, everything is fine. Um, but when the balance is off, that's when you could start to have the feeling of being overwhelmed. And, and that's when you start to feel that you're in a stressful situation. And I suppose it's stress is unavoidable. We all feel it from time to time. And, you know, especially in in these times when there's a lot happening that's outside of our control. But at what point does it uh, become a problem, uh, you know, overwhelming, like you say? Um, what impacts can it have on people and ultimately then on a setting? So, as I say, it, it is it does mean different things to different people. And also people's reactions can be different. So you can have the, the type of person who's, uh, and we all know people like this, who are announcing the stress and they're like, I'm so stressed and I have this to do and I have that to do. And, and they they get along with it. They, they tell everybody about it and then they get over it. They, they're fine. Um, and that in some instances can rub people up the wrong way. They don't want to hear about it, uh, you know, and uh, but that can be in the short term. Where it starts to become an issue is maybe this the silent stress. So somebody's in, you know, feeling stress. It may or may not be work related. Uh, it could be from from something in their their personal life or their family situation. And work is is what's kind of tipping them over the edge. So there's pieces of things that wouldn't have previously stressed them out that suddenly are, and it starts to, it starts to have an impact in work. Um, so what you could see is people could be be particularly irritable when when generally they used to be very good natured. They could there could be a lot of absences, there just to be unusual behaviours. You know, in its most extreme form, people could be, um, you know, start drinking a lot and God, you know, coming into work hungover, things like that. So it's generally when it starts to be an extreme change in behaviour that's impacting on the other people in work that as an employer, and and that's obviously my background in HR, I'm always advising as an employer, that's when you really need to start uh, looking at the situation and taking steps because you do have an obligation to that person if there's elements of their work that is, is enhancing a stressful situation, you know, risks that are making the stress worse and then also you have an obligation to the rest of the educators you know that they that they're in that environment and that's going to cause tension 
So um, at that stage, you really need to, to be kind of stepping in and doing something about it. You should have a safety statement in work that, that looks at stress at work and stress hazards. So your first protocol then would be to go to that safety statement and say, what did I say I would do in this situation and, and then do it. Um, so that, that's where you really need to start taking steps to, to manage the situation. Okay. And, you know, it's clear, you know, different people experience stress in, in different ways and what one person might consider stressful, somebody else uh, mightn't. And that can be difficult sometimes for managers if they feel a staff member is stressed over something that they would take in their stride or that mm-hmm. equally they're stressed about something that staff members don't seem to be taking taking seriously. So your first step is going to your safety safety statement. Um, take us from there, then in a you know, um, how do you how do you manage that? Or maybe it's not in your safety statement at all. Maybe it's a small setting with two people working who who have both focused in their safety statement on maybe physical aspects of safety, but never thought to put uh, something mm-hmm. like stress management in. Well, the first thing to do is if it is occurring is to have a conversation. Um, often people come to me and they say, you know, this, that and the other is happening and it may be related to, to stress and maybe related to another hate or matter. And I would say, well, have you have you spoken to them about it? And they've said, no, I'm really afraid to speak to them because I don't want to say the wrong thing. And people are afraid when it comes to employment law that they may say the wrong thing. And what I always say is the wrong thing to do is not say anything. That's where you'll start to go wrong is to ignore issues um, and let them fester. So, you know, if you don't have it in your safety statement or it hasn't occurred, you have a conversation and then go down through the various aspects of their role, the environment and the pieces of work and just analyze it with them and go, you know, try and identify is there is there elements of causation there. Um, And you have to take reasonable steps then as an employer to address those. So it is reasonable. You don't have to change everything completely. So a good example might be. Um, in the situation we find ourselves in, uh, I would imagine a lot more educators are feeling a lot more stress in the work environment than they would have previously. There's a lot more protocols to go through. There's, you know, uh, relationships you would have previously had, let's say, with, you know, parents and guardians coming in. You, you can't, you, you know, you can't have those conversations anymore and how you would address things. So there could be elements of your work that you've done and you used to do differently. Um, and that's all changed and that's causing you stress. So in that situation, it would be to have a conversation and try and identify the various issues. Um, and the educator might be, it might be a situation where, you know, there's a new protocol in and they're finding it stressful, but it's that they don't understand it or they haven't been adequately trained in it, or it's, you know, it seemed like a good idea in the time, but actually in practice, it's completely overwhelming. It's taking loads of time and, it, you know, it's taking them away from what they really want to do, which is to be with the children. So it's often quite practical. Um, how you would do that Um, and in that way you're enhancing the relationship you're enhancing the supports that are there so ultimately you know the stress levels in in the setting should come down because it's the communication and the support is actually the, the the best thing that you can do and not to be afraid to have a conversation you're not going to do anything wrong you're not going to say anything wrong um you're just trying to identify an issue and and address it and when you address things together it gives the person back that sense of control which they can feel they have lost when they feel overwhelmed 
Um, so if you have this discussion going, what do you think we can do here? And they make suggestions and they're workable and you, you, you try and introduce those, you're establishing back their sense of control, as I say, that they, they felt they lost. And that's the first step to them starting to feel a bit better and feeling better able to cope. And if, if that doesn't work, if somebody, if let's say it's a home situation, that um, you can't control as a, an owner or a manager, but is still um, stressful enough that it's it's uh, spilling over in, into work, which, you know, because everybody's human, that happens. Have you practical strategies that could help in that situation? Um, well, it, it, this is what I'm going to say is going to sound a little bit harsh, um, but it, at, at the end of the day, when people come to work, they are in work, you know, so if you've addressed all the work aspects of it and it's it's not suitable so then your conversation may have to be something around do they need to take a little bit of time um is do they need to to and insofar as it works for you as the employer you know do they need to look at their work hours you know there are other things you can do but um if you can if it's not work related stress and it's other stressors there's only so much you can do um but obviously offering support and looking at other measures you can introduce you know as i say to maybe reduction of work hours or change of start you know those kind of things there's other practical things that we can do and this is called you know the the podcast is is quite uh, correctly named mind yourself there are other things that you can be you know suggesting so if it's about management of stress if you can take it away you can certainly support them to manage it so um you know encouraging things like healthy lifestyle good diet you know, are they getting exercise? Are they, you know, um, myself and yourself more, I love, love our walks. You know, are they getting out for a walk, fresh air? You know, they sound like really simple, basic things, but actually they're really effective. So, um, and what you can you do, you know, maybe you could say to them, will we get, will we take a walk together, you know, on our break, um, get a bit of fresh air during the day, you know, um, it's it's like like being a friend, and oh, you know it's it's done to death, but we are all in this together. So you know, is there something you can offer there? There's a lot of other resources. Um, I was just looking there. You know, on the first five website, there's um different well-being webinars and stuff that that were hosted as we as we reopened, and they're available. And there's one a particularly good one. Um, Anthony Saman had recorded and it's about minding yourself so that you can mind others and I'd highly recommend that one um, but you can have those conversations say you're there as a support to ask them you know what are they you know what are they doing about it you know and talk that through and even make suggestions what you find useful yourself and um, if it's related to if it's an outside of work thing but there's elements of work that are stressing them out you know that used to as I say you can offer you know have they had enough training is there any kind of courses they'd like to do um, is there anything you can do so that you can reduce the work stress which may which may be able to make them better able to cope with the home stress and as I say address the balance we spoke about earlier you know um, but uh, you know you do have to I suppose and this is what's always tough as an employer it is you know when you come to work you are in work and you have to be present and everybody has to be present um, to be there uh, for the for the babies and children who are there. So um, it, it, they may need to be reminded of that. And, uh, you know, obviously very delicately. 
Yes, it's it's um, supporting people and understanding, but at the same time, there's um, the your professional life has to um, take over um, for some little bit of time, at least. Exactly. And then for the people who are managing this, particularly in bigger services where, you know, there are a lot of staff, a lot of rooms, um, have you, just before we, we wrap up, have you suggestions as to how you can kind of leave it behind when you close the door and you're setting at the end of a, a busy day? Because, you know, coming back to the minding yourself, you know, the people who mind others, also have mm-hmm. to mind themselves and be conscious of their own stress levels. Um, I think it's in encouraging people, you know, make sure people are, um, and this applies to, to any employer, you know, make sure you're taking your breaks, make sure you're eating, make sure you're drinking water, doing all of those things. And um, for for the providers particularly, um, you know, it's it's kind of a leading by example thing. So, you know, if people see you, in there you know not taking a break or not stopping for 10 minutes to have a cup of tea or coffee um you know then you're creating a culture uh where it's keep working keep working keep working you know don't you know so um often the best example is is to do it yourself so if, if people say you say right i'm heading off my walk now or um I'm going to do a Zoom yoga class tonight or uh, you know whatever whatever your particular interest is or you know saying I'm going to go home now and read my book or I'm going to what you know whatever it is that is your downtime is is having those conversations with people and encouraging that kind of conversation like what are you going to do tonight and you know and making sure people you know insofar as is possible uh, say no that's like we're finished for the day make sure you get home on time and all of those things um so I think it's really important to to set the scene and set the example um, about how to, to manage stress and if you see someone you know as I say if someone's behavior is changing you'd be able to tell that they're feeling stressed so you know um, if you seem like they have they have too much to, to do um, is to try and step in and, and say look what can I do here you know if there's 10 things to do give me four of them you know uh, and or let me get somebody to to help you um, and not just letting it fester and not just waiting for them to come to you um, often. And, I've, you know, I've had stressful situations myself when you're feeling overwhelmed and you have a lot to do. The hardest part is saying, can someone help me with this? You know, I have too much because um, as professionals, we don't want to be seen to be not able to do our jobs. So um, I think if someone offers help and says, actually, you know what, I can do that. I'll have it done in 10 minutes. Um can be can be the biggest source of help so I think again as as providers and managers and owners setting that scene and and kind of you know leading by example to say you know everybody help everybody else out again that creates that culture of we all help each other you know if somebody is is having a bad week and things are getting to them we'll all step in and help them on until they feel better Um, and then everybody will do it for each other. And I think sometimes the hardest thing about some of those conversations is the thought of having them. Yeah. Um, you know, that if you see somebody who is uh, seeming like they're overwhelmed, you're dreading maybe stepping in, you're dreading having the conversation, you're dreading what might happen. And very often it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. So sometimes just biting the bullet and doing it. 
Exactly. You know, it's just a matter of saying, you know, if you can get a quiet time and have a cup of tea together, it doesn't have to be a formal meeting and all of this, you know, and just saying you just don't seem you don't seem like yourself. Mm. Um, and it, it can be that simple. And, you know, yeah. usually then the, the floodgates will open. And as you say, it could seem like you're, you're dreading what they're going to say. And what they could say is something simply like, you know, the way this you know, school drop-offs are now, I'm finding it really hard to get here for nine o'clock. And then when, when I get in the door, I'm so stressed out because I'm behind time. And, you know, you may or may not be able to help, but, you know, let's, for the purpose of this example, say you can help. You say, would it suit, would half nine be an easier time? Mm. And then suddenly it's solved, you know, whereas per- people are so caught up in the, the rat race of everything. And it's equally as difficult for them to come and have the conversation of, you know, I want to change my start time. Um, but just over a cup of tea you could you know and they could say like it's actually only going to be for a few weeks and then it's midterm and then it's so and then suddenly what seems like such a small thing has such a big impact Um, and it it, those conversations benefit the setting you know overall because one person feeling overwhelmed and stressed it does impact on others Um, and they're probably aware that it's impacting on others which again adds to their stress so Mm. you know it's definitely worth having the conversation Okay, great. Gillian, thank you so much. I think that's a, a good point. It's definitely worth having the conversation. I think that's a um, a, a good point to end on. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, as I say, some great ideas and reflections there. And thank you so much uh, to you for listening to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. And I hope you'll join us the next time. Thank you. Thank you.